0: Hey everybody, it is uh, good to be with you this morning. Thank you for taking a moment and uh, spending this time with me. This is a devotional moment that we're going to share together on this day after Christmas. Today is the day after Christmas and your presents have been opened, right? Cleaning is probably beginning in your home. As you uh, think back to yesterday, as you think back to the time you spent, uh, you were able to spend some time with family and friends perhaps. Were you able to enjoy time with with your family and friends and enjoy the camaraderie around the Christmas tree and and enjoying uh, time to do that? Maybe you spent some time by yourself yesterday. Yesterday was a time where you uh, enjoyed some alone time and just got away and and had some time together uh, with yourself. But whatever you did, however you celebrated Christmas yesterday, whatever you've been doing, all of the preparation for Advent, all the, the time that we've been spending leading up to Christmas Day, it's now over. It's now over, and and this is the day after Christmas. And so I ask you, what are you going to do with this day? How are you going to approach this day and the days to come? What do you do now that Christmas is all over? In the Christmas story, we read the story in chapter 2 of Luke that there were shepherds, uh, and they were uh, in the fields, and they were doing some, some shepherding at that time, and then an interesting experience happens to them that I want to read for you because I believe that it is a parallel for what we are experiencing now on this day after Christmas. So listen as I read this story to you from Luke chapter 2, picking up in verse 8. And it says this. That night the shepherds were out in the fields. They were out in the fields nearby and they were guarding the flocks of sheep that they had in their possession. And then suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them and said, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will be great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, in the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snuggling uh, strips of cloth and lying in a manger. And then suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, of armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased." And then when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, what the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried into the village and they found Mary and Joseph and there was this baby lying in a manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone they could about what had happened, and about what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherds' stories were astonished. I'd like you to think for a moment with me. I'd like to imagine... Uh, if we can for a second, what it might have been like for us to be in Bethlehem on that very night. The night that Jesus was born. What would it have been like to have been there after Jesus' birth? Now if you remember for a second, Jesus' family arrived in Bethlehem during a Roman census. And why that's important is because the Roman census was something that was a major deal in that time. The, The census was the way that the Roman government could tax the people. And so what they said is they said, everybody has to go back to their, their home, childhood home. You've got to go back to the city of your birth, and you need to be counted. And so that way we know how many people are under our rule. And so if you didn't participate in the Roman uh, census, then you could lose your property. You could end up being a slave. And so everybody took this pretty seriously. And so Jesus' family went back to the city of their birth. Now, so many people came from cities and towns all around that there was no place for Mary and Joseph to lay their head. When they got back to Bethlehem, there was no place for them to lay down and go to sleep. Bethlehem was so full of people. It was full of animals and noise and chaos. There were emotions that must have been so high, all the hustle and bustle going on everywhere. Families were coming back together. They were reuniting as relatives came back in a town. This usually sleepy town was filled with excitement and energy and activity. And while all this activity is going on uh, in town because of the census, it is probable that very few people actually saw, witnessed, or even thought about the birth of Jesus. Why would they? Right? Who pays attention to what's going on in their neighbor's garage? Because that's what the stable was. It was a garage. It was a place to keep the animals. The garage is the last place you're going to look for any kind of activity or energy or something special to take place. And so when the shepherds came to town, they were proclaiming the good news. People were most likely hearing them talk and they're saying, what baby? What are you talking about? I don't know what, I don't see a baby around here. Guys, get out of here. And the folks were so busy with their own celebrations that they completely missed Jesus's birth. They completely missed the birth of a savior. And here's where I see a parallel. We just completed and celebrated Christmas. Christmas is over. Santa and his reindeer have shown up. There were parties and there were social gatherings. And as you clean up the torn packages from yesterday, as you pack away all those new gifts, as you travel back home or prepare for your work week going into this week, did you happen to see Jesus? Or did his birth get swallowed up in all the activity of Christmas? To put it another way, did the fact that Jesus was born make any difference to you this weekend? For the past few weeks, we have been lighting the Advent wreath. We've looked at the Advent wreath and been lighting the candles, the candles for hope and love and joy and peace. And then on Christmas Eve, we lit the Christ candle, the center candle. And the reason we light that center candle is because all of those other elements of hope and joy and love and peace, they only make sense in a relationship with Christ. Jesus is the one that gives us the fullness of love and hope and joy and peace. Those parties are now over and the gifts are now open. But on this day after Christmas, the celebration of Jesus continues on in our lives after the dust settles from the hustle and bustle, the rush of buying gifts and wrapping gifts and opening gifts and stuffing ourselves with holiday treats and spending time with family and friends, all of that, after all of that settles down, we can reflect on what all of this was about and we can carry this with us into the days and the weeks and the new year ahead. A Savior has been born. He is christ the Lord. As Ron Edmondson once said, uh, the Savior grew and lived a sinless life. He died on a cross, he rose again, and now he intercedes between God and humanity on behalf of those who believe. He wants to be a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He wants those who are weary and heavy laden and burdened to come to him. He wants to bless our lives with true peace. Hope was born at Christmas. And so on this day after Christmas, we celebrate Jesus who was born. He is Christ the Lord. And this is the truth that we will celebrate in the coming year and throughout all eternity. And so my prayer is that you will take this truth and you will hold on to this as we go into the coming days, as we go into the coming weeks, as you go into 2022. Hold on to the truth that Christ the Savior has been born. He has been born to you.